Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. All right. It is actually Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. We made it. Joe, I'm troubled right now. I, this literally hit me as our music was playing. Uh oh. Because I was thinking about this. Um, you know, tomorrow's September. Yes. So we're, you know, gearing, you know, summer's pretty much over I mean, for the most part. Right. I mean,. You walk into the grocery store, it's awful. When you see September on the calendar, it's like, yeah, it's not really. You know, the first couple of weeks are nice. First Bills game still feels like. Yes, you can get sunburn. It, when you're a kid, it's the return to school is the end of summer. I think when you're an adult, it's like week one of the Bills Yeah, is the end of summer. Football season, yep. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're getting that, and the weather is definitely turning. Like, it yes. was so hot. And now it's more like comfortable. temp. It's yeah. very comfortable. Still need the AC, but it's comfortable. No, you don't. As evidenced by in here. It's like a meat locker in here. The this. AC is on here, and I'm like shivering. And, you know, the music is playing. And I'm like, man, it is cold. I feel like I'm in the beer cooler at, you know, the store. And then I'm looking around, and I look in the corner. They took it away. The space heater we had that was our heat source for all last winter, I shouldn't say all, when you know it finally came and there was a big extension cord, is not here anymore. That's right. It's been here all summer long. All summer. So <laughs> now we're getting colder outside and it's freezing in here and it's been taken away. This is this. How long is it going to take me to get it back? Well, last time they took it away, at least it was still in the building. Yeah. I'm not sure it's still in the building. Why? Because I know where they put it last time and it's not there. <laughs> So now I'm concerned. Like, I was ready to go for our show, and then I started to get, you know, the chill in the air. It's like 60 degrees, and then I look in our source of heat for the upcoming winter. Right. I'm like a squirrel gathering nuts, you know. You're thinking a month from now. I'm, you know, I see the calendar changing. I see September just hours away, and I'm thinking, all right, let's get prepared. Yeah. Where is where's my windbreaker? <laughs> where is my heater for when the heater? I don't know where it is. I, I got to start gathering and thinking about. I'm all concerned. I'm like that, you know, the guy in Ice Age, the movie. You you are, but you're also concerned for your fellow workers because next week we're coming, everyone's coming back to the office. Yeah. And now there's no space heaters. Mm-hmm. Did they take it? They, we may have to go check before they Did come they, back. Um, someone here, I haven't been here in a few days, so I don't know if there was someone lingering around. 
might have took it for their desk. I wish we had an office, and then we could store things that we need during the morning I'm in our office. I'm wondering if I think I'm a little squirrely. Maybe there is somebody else thinking even further down the line. That's right. You, you, you thought I'll as soon as it was gone. This person made sure it wasn't. Yeah, I'll take a look. And uh, we'll, we'll figure the situation out. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you figured it out now because I would be the one freezing in October going, hey, where's that heat? Yeah, it hit me as the music was uh, playing that uh, something, something was missing. Something was a little off Speaking of uh, studio. Speaking of missing, Brian, you've been missing the last two uh, shows. I've been out. You were in New York City. You were traveling. Yes, I was. In the world of COVID, how was New York? Mm, it was, it, I had a lot of fun. Um, I went to a great wedding. I uh, saw my friend RJ get married. It was, it was phenomenal. The wedding was phenomenal. We had a great time while we were there. It is like a, it's it's a different world though. It is a little bit different, and you can just tell from, you know, walking down the street, and you can tell that there are, you know, there's varying attitudes among people, right? So, you know, you're on the plane. Yeah, everyone, and people kind of have known this. As soon as you get in the airport, you're told, you know, federal law. The thing comes on the speaker every 15 minutes. Uh, put your mask on and all that Ooh. kind of stuff. But then when you get into, like, you know, we flew in and then we took a train and then, you know, the subway to our uh, hotel. And there it's, you know, all public transit. You're supposed to be wearing a mask. And even there you see, you know, a lot of people are just, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, there's uh, maybe 20% or so are just like, yeah, I'm not putting the mask on, which I could see when it's 95 degrees outside yes. and, you know, 120 in the, <laughs> the subway before you're getting on the train. I could see why people are doing it. Um, but I, then you kind of walk around the street, and I think the one thing that was kind of startling there was that, I mean, there are more, there's people walking on the street still masked up and doing whatever and going into a lot of, uh, you know, whether it's the hotel or some of these other places. I, there's way more of that going on in New York City than what you see here. And it, it was definitely different. It did make you feel a little, you know, I, you go in some places and it's like, oh, wait, now everyone's... It, it makes you feel a little. It makes you think about it. Right. I guess is uh, what I'm trying to say. Whereas here, I go to most places. I, I don't even think about it. No, you know, you're you're walking through your living life, and, and there, it's kind of everywhere you go. You're thinking about it because what's the policy? You know, what are you doing? That uh, are, is somebody checking for your card at the door before you go in. That's right. I had. Uh, we went to one place uh, to eat for dinner. On Saturday night, and for the most part, you know, most places you walked in and you just ordered whatever. You walked into any store and it was fine. Um, but and there were a couple places where you go where they checked your card. I think maybe there was uh, two or three, and one of those was uh, we went to a comedy show and we they had that policy like going back months. This wasn't like a new De Blasio thing. This was something that they were doing since they reopened. But we went out to dinner, and it's. You know, they asked for the card. I was like, all right, we had it on because we're expecting at some point, you know, somebody's going to be because that rule's been in place right. for about a week yep. where if you're in New York City, anywhere indoors, you have to show your card. I mean, not to, they're these huge windows. So indoors was a loose terminology for this place we're eating. <laughs> but they have your card. Or you get a table. And then they're also taking your temperature. Like, okay. After checking go, the card? And then I go to walk in. 
And, you know, I'm seeing my, it's a small, it's about as big as the studio. Oh. I go to walk in and she's like, well, do you have a mask? And, and I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. You know, I, I hold it up. I held it in the air in front of my face as I'm walking three steps to my table to sit down where you're sense. eating. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, there were places like that where it's just it's a little bit of a different attitude. And yeah. it, it definitely feels a little strange. I don't understand. Again, I just, you know, they're checking your car. They're checking your temperature. Now you have to put the mask just to walk to a table where you're then no, going to take the mask off. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting. But a fun weekend? <laughs> yeah. No, I had a great time. It was uh, it was fun. And, you know, just adding, I mean, this is the busy season, as we were, we were just talking about before we got on the air. You know, yeah. we got more events coming up uh, this uh, weekend, and then the Bills are in town, and then you're getting married. That's right. And Whoever thought those words would be said. <laughs> it's, it is, uh, I mean, it's all happening uh, very quickly, so there's, there's a lot to go to. But, you know, it, it reminded me. Um, kind of a lot of the conversations we were having uh, on the air over the last several months of just the, you know, it it contributes something like that, right? Where you're doing these things. I'm checking your temperature. I'm checking your vaccination card. And then, oh, can you please have a mask as you're walking to this place where you're going to take it off in five steps? It definitely adds to this you have when normally you wouldn't even look at anybody else or you you know don't you see people around and they're just people right and now it adds to this well are you know oh is that a mask person is that not a mask person is that you know whatever is it you know what's going on here are they doing this are they are they wearing five masks are they wearing none and it it does lend itself to this like little judgy, you know, you feel, are, am I welcome here? Am I not? And that goes both ways. You know, if I'm a mask person, am I, no one else is wearing it. Am I welcome to be here? Should I feel out of place? If it's the other way around, do you feel out of, and it's that unsettledness that I think is kind of easy to avoid in a lot of situations that I don't know. It, Makes it feel unnecessary, and then we kept hearing these reports. Our, uh, I, I was reading one story when I, even though I tried to remain as unplugged as possible, I was reading one story um, over the weekend about, and there is conflicting reports. So this is the Amherst College in, uh, I believe this is in Massachusetts, um, where they're talking about their new uh, rules for at least the first few weeks of classes where. Not only have they required vaccination, but now double masking um, everywhere you go. And all students are banned from going to any outside restaurants or bars because of an uptick in uh, COVID cases that they've. So I read this and I'm like, you know, all right, students getting on campus, welcome to college. Hope you like it because you're locked in this room uh, for the foreseeable future. You're not going to be able to get off campus. Our boss was uh, passing along some notes of... Uh, John Carroll University in Ohio, which added a vaccine mandate after students showed up for the beginning of the semester, which <laughs> is a, that might be one thing that you want to know beforehand uh, yeah. when you're spending all this money. You don't want to be blindsided. And it's another one of these things that, right, if this was done in a more thoughtful manner, 
you could have avoided a whole lot of tension yes. in the air. It just Whereas adds. Now you're adding to a fight. You know, now it's, oh, welcome to uh, your university. By the way, if you haven't done this yet, you need to or else we're going to kick you out. That's right. Um, whereas if you said that two months ago, so there certainly would have been an uproar. But you wouldn't have run into a situation where now everyone's together and there's this huge controversy right. on the on the middle of campus. And it's probably a needless, again, we're talking about young students, too, where it's uh, this needless um, idea that, all right, we're going to exclude a bunch of people, only this, and we're going to make sure that we have this mandate in effect only for students, not for teachers. Uh, you know, it only applies to some people on campus, not to all, but we're very strict with the people who it does apply to. It, it doesn't add up. And then it, uh, on top of this, Duke University, which this was passed along by Nate Silver of uh, 538, who <laughs> passed this from Duke University. They're adding some new restrictions after they saw... I'm trying to do the addition in my head. Well, over, over 360 cases uh, of people testing positive, whether that's students or employees, over 360 testing positive for COVID. And this is from what was sent out at the university, right? All but eight of the individuals were vaccinated, of the 300 or so that tested positive. The vast majority were asymptomatic. Good. A small number have minor cold-like symptoms. Zero have had to have been hospitalized. Still, Duke administrators announcing new guidelines in an email saying the surge is placing significant stress on people's systems and facilities dedicated to protecting our health. So now there's new guidelines and new uh, restrictions on what students can do. And then you take a look, and Nate Silver did this, why he was bringing attention to it, but you reverse that. Okay, there's new restrictions because there's stress. Well, why is there stress? Yeah. Because there's a small number of people experiencing cold-like symptoms. There's no one going to a hospital. It's We can't be talking about hospital stress. No. Um, I, are we talking about uh, stress of testing? Now we're testing more people. I. W- what exactly are we talking about here that we now need to clamp down? Because this, to me, is what we want. This right. was the goal. Right. You have... Over 360 people testing positive for COVID, uh, amongst thousands, by the way. So of the thousands, it is a small number. Of that small number, an even smaller number are experiencing what is like a cold or minor flu, and nobody is in the hospital. That's what we've been working toward for the last year and a half, and we're rewarding that by saying... And now no one can go to a bar or a restaurant or travel outside of campus or do anything like that. It's the complete opposite of what they should be doing. And you wonder why people get up in arms. I mean, what is the goal here? 360-some students experiencing, and, and some of them, some of them, a small number of that 360, I don't want to misrepresent, a small number of that 360 experiencing minor cold and flu-like symptoms. Brian, isn't every year when people go back to school, there are students that experience yeah. cold and flu-like <laughs> symptoms. That's just that part of happen. going into a new uh, a new environment. I think these are great numbers. And for this reason, it should be like some we're seeing some schools overseas after the first few weeks get rid of all COVID guidelines. It's, um, you know, it's funny. I totally forgot about that because I remember that now going back to my college years. 
of what they talked about yeah. when you walked into the doors. Is that was a concern in the first few weeks? It's like the college flu season. It's yeah. a bunch of people getting together. You're going to have an uptick in sickness. People are walking around with the sniffles, and you have a whole lot of that. I mean, that to me looks like the winning that we want of a large population. You have a few hundred who have tested positive. Most of them would not even know they have COVID unless they got a test. Right. The ones who might know are, you know, having a cold or something that you can deal with and that we've dealt with for a long time, and not a single person is in the hospital. And if that's not winning, it is up to that organization to tell me what is. And that, I think, comes to the uh, crucial point of all this at the end, of the new mandates and what's being put in place, uh, masking of a student, whether that's in a college or an elementary school, a vaccination mandate in a college, anyone setting up a mandate like that, a mask mandate, a you know some sort of mandate of you must do this or else at this point in the pandemic, you have to pair that with some sort of plan as to when that ends, Right. This, you know, pushing toward in what it seems like we are, and this is why people are so eager to push back. Mm -hmm. This is why you see rallies at school board meetings. Uh, This is why you see such a a vigorous response from people who will be painted as, oh, they're just the anti-maskers. Oh, they're just the anti-maskers. No, no, no. That's not all it is. There are people who are pushing for an end to a mask mandate in schools or some sort of answer, who are completely fine with uh, their child wearing a mask in schools. What you need is some clarity as to what is the off-ramp and not the feeling that you're walking blind into indefinite mask use for everybody. Because that is something that most people don't want. That's not the small crowd that's vocal at a school board meeting. That's something that Hardly anybody wants to see indefinite masking of everybody anytime you're indoors or indefinite showing proof of one thing or another to get indoors anywhere. That's something nobody wants. And then when we see cases like this where it's, okay, we have a small number of people with cold-like symptoms. Let's bring it all down, lock it all down, don't leave the campus. That's how you increase distrust after already a year and a half of people kind of building that up in their system. It's just the opposite of what should be happening. And Brian, it's stories like this that, that you know, uh, you see explode on social media, people fighting for or against. And I think it's because of what you said. I think you put it perfectly because people will see someone sharing this and think, oh, you must be the anti-mask, the anti-vax crowd. No, really. I'm the look at this. The vaccine is working crowd. This this results like this should just mean less guidelines. This should be something applauded And Duke's doing the complete opposite. And it should all be added to the conversation. Right. I mean, it should all be a give and take, not a this is what you do. You dummy. Don't you know this is what we do? This is if you don't agree with this, 
you are completely mistaken. No, no. I, I think there are people of all forms of. I mean, listen. I said on the, in I can't. You probably weren't here. I'm guessing <laughs> uh, last week um, when we were talking about this idea that you know masking in schools. It's you could be the most anti-mask in school person around, but you would still have to look at a greater picture and say, well, wait a second. If there were no masks in schools that that would probably contribute to a large number of students whose parents would not send them to school unless there was some sort of masking policy being out of school themselves, which also hurts the yes. greater good and the greater co- I mean, so this whole thing is a balancing act, and it is an ongoing conversation, and it works both ways, and you have to keep it going. You have to uh, allow that to happen and be open to new ideas and you have to look at something like what happened at duke and say i feel like that's the picture we've been wanting for the last year and a half that people have been striving for right and if you disagree please tell me what it is because if that's not it then we're totally walking blind right now that's not a good look for duke if duke is under this belief that they're going to get to covid zero brian um i just i think they're chasing the wrong thing and we've talked about that numerous times with uh, the doctors we've had here on the show by the way speaking of covid governor hochel will be giving her first covid19 press briefing at 11 a.m it'll be interesting to see what comes out of there we will be back after this here on bmaz and beamer call from mom answer it Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Beamaz and Beamer today. That's right. It's been a while. Three days. If we go all three days that we are both here this week, it'll be the longest continuous Beamaz and Beamer. That we've had in a long time. The lo- we, in two months. We're working to bring you some special guests this week. Uh, should be a fun week of shows. As uh, you know, we're kind of closing out summer. September tomorrow, you know, it's great. Like, feels a little. Football's I mean, it's here. nice. Uh, football's here. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to, but 
Sad at the same time. Sad to see Summer go, but you know, um, Brian, I, I, I told everyone yesterday, I would mention this at least once a show, Virginia Tech starts this week, and the road trips are back. And we all can't wait. I, I know. For you to be out of town. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Lee is uh, on a cell, and you're on WBEN. Lee, what's going on? Lee, good morning. My wife works at UB, and she deals with the freshman class coming in every year for the last 18 years. And the month of September, they got nicknamed the sixth month. Everybody's sick with cold, flu, you name it. And the thing with this COVID crap is that the masks don't help. All it does is make it worse because they're breathing in their own crap. And they're even sicker now. Um, and now with this new mask mandate for, for the football games, everybody's got to be masked sitting in your seat. It's crazy. Yeah, that is what I, don't, I do not agree with, that UB, you have to wear the mask while singing in an outdoor stadium for their football games. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> Again, and this is what, Brian, this is exactly what you were saying. This is what plays into the back and forth, the, um, the what's the word I'm looking for? The tension on social media. It's, you know, I, I think stuff like that goes too far, and people do start to question, why are we outside? No offense to UB, I hope they have a great season. The stadium's not full. Why Why are we making people wear masks mm-hmm. outdoors? At, 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 I mean, again, you it's are, just... You are very socially distanced yes, at those games. Yes, you are, especially at the UB it's, Wagner game. It's um, And it it causes people to, and we've said this before, it's you... People draw on your own experiences. And if you are walking around, if you're out at the bar... Right on a, a Friday night, and then a Saturday afternoon, you're outside at this big open space, and oh, you have to wear a mask. It's for everybody's safety. I mean, that it just doesn't make sense. Right. To, I mean, right? It, it just and at some point, that's when people start going like, "What is there is no um, sense, no of, rhyme or reason." Yeah, I, it's just everyone's doing whatever anyone's doing yes. based on what they think what people want to hear, what they think is best for business, basically. I mean, which is, you know, please do what's best for business, especially after your business was tough over the last year and a half. But at the same time, it's it just kind of all plays into this, well, I mean, what do I believe? And then there's the lack of the conversation. I mean, you seem like you're being cavalier toward COVID, or like you don't care or you're a denier or whatever if you just raise any questions. But, I mean, look. Reasonable questions. In a few weeks, we're going to be talking about schools and what's happening in schools. We're undoubtedly going to see a rise in COVID cases um, in students. I mean, it would kind of stand to reason if we're going to put them all inside, you know, together. Undoubtedly, most of them will be asymptomatic or not symptomatic at all. Uh, And then we are going to have to compare to what's going on in other places in the world. I mean, you look over in the UK, in Britain, the government is not going to require masks for children in schools. They are not even encouraging anyone under 18 to get vaccinated. 
I mean, it's a different way of doing it. They're not being advised by me. They're not being advised <laughs> by you. Right. They're being advised by their top doctors, appointed officials. It's a little political, just like it is here. Right. Where you have the, you know, the CDC director, whether it was under Trump or under Biden. I mean, it's a political appointee, but nonetheless, you have to trust these are doctors with a lot of experience who are looking at the situation and they're coming to an opposite conclusion of what uh, we are. So, and I'm not saying that either answer is the 100% right way to go about it, but there is a different way of thinking and it's not a crazy way of thinking. Right. It's not like this totally off the wall uh, thing. There are other first world countries who are looking at this problem and dealing it dealing with it in a different way. It's it's the UK. They looked at that study that was uh, posted in the New York Magazine last week uh, that showed that the benefit of wearing non-N95 or KN95 masks really don't. There's no benefit to children. It does not prove to reduce the spread of COVID. It actually, the harm from masks at the elementary level um, seems to be more evident than the risk of spread. And as you said, Brian, in most children, COVID will be asymptomatic or a cold-like symptom. They consider that acceptable. Transmission without masks, um, you're going to see probably more of it, I'd imagine, if no kid is wearing a mask in school. And they're looking at that as, well, this is something that we're going to have to deal with. And based on the information we have, it should work out okay enough for kids to get back to school. The benefits outweigh the risk. And I think it's also notable that we're talking about a country that prioritized schools last year. If you're looking at it, I mean, their lockdowns seem very harsh, but there was one thing that was open, schools. That's right. Uh, They prioritized that. Over heading out to a bar, over going to a stadium somewhere, over, you know, doing all of these other activities, retail shopping. You know, maybe that's to the detriment of a lot of those businesses, but they prioritized getting kids in school. And, you know, another thing that happens all the time is you hear people when you're talking about the vaccine mandate a year and a half into this and so many people who have gotten covid and have uh, kind of moved on from it themselves, you will bring up natural immunity as a reason for not wanting to get the vaccine. And you are looked at as crazy. You know, yeah, you're an denier, anti-vaxxer. anti-vaxxer. And what did we see late last week with the study out of Israel looking at th- tens of thousands of people previously infected? And it, they came to a conclusion that natural immune protection uh, could be even more of a shield against the Delta variant than two doses of the Pfizer vaccine, which goes to something we were asking Dr. Russo a couple of weeks ago, that it's hypothesized, it would seem reasonable that if you've been vaccinated, that you're you know primarily protected, except for maybe a, a few elderly people, people with pre-existing conditions, you're primarily prof- uh, protected against the bad outcome. That maybe the best booster for you is getting that secondary natural infection because right. it's not the same type of thing you're getting with the vaccine. It's you're getting, you know, the actual virus. And, and then you'll have a more robust immune response than you would toward 
the one vaccine right. and why it, it puts doctors in a very tough spot. And I thought Dr. Russo did a great job in answering that and saying, well, that would seem to make sense. You don't want people going out and trying to get COVID, right? You don't want people going out and saying, well, I need no protection. You don't want people to look at this and then say the vaccine is worthless because I've had COVID in the past or just because, hey, look, if I get infected with COVID, then I'll have better protection uh, than a vaccine in the future and totally keeping out of their head the risk of getting COVID in the first place. Right. So there is a balancing act, but it does make more sense to acknowledge all of these things out in the public instead of taking that one narrow voice. And then anybody who brings up something on the outside, a different idea than just, hey, vaccine and then a booster six months from now, uh, mark your calendar in mid-September. <laughs> anyone who comes up with any of these ideas on the outside, well, no, you're, you're the anti-science, you're the anti-vaxxer. And that leads to this, I mean... The internet is just a I, you, vile it's place. It's a war going on on the internet. Oh my gosh! It's just people bashing heads. It's a, a war going on on the internet. It's a war going on in school board meetings. It's a war going on, uh, you know, maybe in the minds of people right now. Anytime you see someone who you think thinks a little bit differently than you do about the whole situation. And that's what it is, just a little bit differently. You know, it's, uh, I was, see, I saw this one thing where someone called someone an anti-vaxxer. Excuse me. Called someone an anti-vaxxer. And the person said, well, I've actually vaccinated. I'm just against vaccine mandates. And that started a whole thing. Well, you're just as bad as, and it's just like, you said it perfectly. Anyone that just has somewhat of a different opinion, or maybe the same opinion, just a different way to approach it, and then they everyone has to fit into a category. And once you're fit into that category, it's one side of people are going to attack you, the other side's going to defend you. And I, we're a nation built on this overwhelming diversity of opinion, of viewpoint, right. of background, of you name it. So it would stand to reason that you would have people who mostly agree but have a little bit of a difference here or there. And I, it's maybe the one big thing that has been so messed up, and you can blame, uh, you know, whether that's policymakers, uh, certainly uh, much of the media on this for kind of hammering home. And, and I, it all, in my head, resulted from an initial fear of the unknown, an initial need to have some sort of answer, uh, a need to latch on to someone or something that can give you that guidance that you desperately wanted when you're dealing with something unknown back a year and a half ago. Right. But what it's resulted in is now you have, I think, a large group of people who are very hard-lined on this is the way, and anyone who... Even if you mostly agree with that, but eh, like you mentioned, well, I'm I, I'm vaccinated. I would encourage anyone to get vaccinated. I don't believe in the mandate. Or, right. you know, hey, what about natural immunity? Or, you know, maybe the masking thing in schools, it's a greater conversation than just, well, duh, it's obvious, put a mask on. Like, can, can we at least talk about yeah. some of these other things in the hopes that when we do have masks in schools, you can come up with a new solution to address these other concerns that we have. I, you have a lot of people 
who are uh, kind of shunned or uh, immediately shouted down for voicing that opinion. You have other people who won't do that for fear of, uh, you know, sounding like an anti-vaxxer. Then you're pointed or painted in, uh, you know, one br brush that you're against the entire uh, greater good, so to speak. Uh, it's really become a difficult place. And I, I think, I guess, where you're seeing it right now is... Uh, on college campuses because that's the next in a week it'll be in the uh, schools all across western new york but right now it's all these different policies on college campuses and you know i wonder what exactly it looks like and i'd be interested to know how many people applied for you know those special waivers or something like that to get out of a vaccination mandate for whatever reason it's just it it, it seems you know common sense doesn't always go to the to the fringes, right? There, common sense is always somewhere in the middle. But, you know, uh, the New York Magazine posting a study about masks and the lack of science, scientific evidence they use, but then you have people that are, you no know, masks only, and now that's a conspiracy magazine because of that article. It, it just seems like people are so, like, like you said, so tied to their side that if one person comes out with something they disagree with, all of a sudden everything that person says is, you know, they're against and they go. It's, it's more of toxic, and really at the end, Brian, no one really wins because all you get is a bunch of arguing and no one really, as you said, having those conversations because, hey— Sometimes sometimes you might agree, you might disagree, but if you just look at common sense and try to take a rational approach to everything, not everything's going to fit to one side or the other. Yeah, and, and then you have all the articles like this, right? Uh, there's a Harvard philosopher uh, who uh, wrote, I think it's actually a book, How to Talk to a Science Denier. You know, how to uh, talk oh, to my, which is basically the same as saying, um, in, in, you can read between the lines, you can read what they really want to say, how to talk to an idiot, you right. know, right? How to talk to this evil person, right? How to change the mind and persuade people instead of focusing on nuance, focusing on conversation. And then what's your, what's your idea of a science denier? Because we have gone such a way in the last year and a half. Joe, you, a year and a half ago, if somebody said science denier, I have one thing in my head. That's someone who believes the earth is flat. Yes. Right? The, <laughs> I mean, the, the flat earth society. That is a science denier. The flat earth society. <laughs> um, now, I mean, it could be, like we said, it could be anyone who said, well, hey, I, I, do we really need everyone to be wearing a mask in school? Now, oh, you're a science denier. Right. Hey, COVID, if I had COVID in the past, don't I have natural immunity like every other uh, virus that we've you know, ever known for the history of mankind? Science denier. Right. Um, and hey, it's, I, I don't think we should mandate vaccines. It should be everyone's choice. Oh, my gosh. You're, yeah. you're an anti-vaxxer <laughs> and science denier. But, I mean, we've lost all sense of uh, nuance or anything like that. And it's uh, you're now taking this label that everyone kind of agreed on, right? You know, the flat earther. The, uh, you know, the, the crazy person well, or Not everyone or agreed on it. <laughs> not everyone. Um, uh, listen, before uh, we hit the air in the morning, That's you know, the, the Bigfoot hunters and uh, people like that. Uh, but and now you're just applying it to anyone who has a question. And, you know, we've said it countless times. What do you expect to happen? What do you expect when somebody comes forward with a reasonable question? Right. An idea um, with... Uh, 
maybe it's not, maybe they're not even coming forward with a reasonable question or, or an idea. Maybe they're coming forward with mouth foaming passion because it's something they care deeply about and disagree with and they feel they're not being listened to. And the only thing that you're met with is science denier idiot. What are you expecting to happen? Right. It's not going to be a pretty end. You're not going to have that person say, oh, oh, wait a second. Yes, a science denier. Sorry. What's the? Give me the line again that I'm supposed to. Give me the science line. Right. Tell me the science I'm supposed to believe. That's right. Um, you're not going to get that. I, if we had a little bit more discussion, I, things could be. And listen, this goes every way. Right. I, I mean, you go to a school board meeting across the country right now. Good luck. Bring your helmet um, because there you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and, and whether that's what's going to happen between we've seen, hey, in some of our Zoom school board meetings here in Buffalo, when the topic of masks came up, the superintendent walked out of his little box. He was no longer in the Brady Bunch uh, profile right there. He walked away from the conversation, not willing to have it. On the other end, you'll have uh, parents who don't want kids wearing, screaming and shouting and doing, you know, everything. In the, it, it's all going to continue until adults can sit down in the room. And act like adults. Act like adults, yeah. have a conversation, and, you know, figure things out a little bit. Right. I, how that hasn't happened yet blows my mind. And I hate to say it, but like we said at the beginning of the show, almost September 1st. I mean, it's kind of too late. And the colleges are in. Some schools go in as soon as tomorrow. I know a couple districts. And uh, next week it'll be there. We've passed the point. It's almost too late to have this before things get really heated. I mean, the reason to have it now is just to avoid some of the things that people fear the most. We don't want to continue this uh, conversation and continue uh, the animosity without any clear point of when it's going to end. Speaking of uh, common sense, before we get out of here, and I know this is a little off topic, Brian, but I, I saw this yesterday and I just wanted to bring it up. Um, Erie County Commission of Health, whatever it's called, um, they put out some approaches to you know staying healthy through this surge of COVID-19. And I thought the one interesting thing is they said, avoid crowds like restaurants, bars, and fitness centers. So again, content, Erie County continuing to speak out against fitness centers, you know, as we're in a pandemic with a virus that obesity makes more, you know, is more severe and dif- more difficult to get over. The county wants you to avoid fitness centers during the surge of COVID-19. I thought that was a ridiculous statement. I, you know, I hopefully everyone's staying fit out there, eating yeah. a couple of vegetables. Some vegetables. Um, is, is <laughs> Go to the gym. <laughs> Let me tell you. It, 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 for me, it, it's and, and this is just a personal thing, it was so difficult to not have, because there are days, Brian, where I walk out of here and all I want to do is nap. I, I, you know, I, I don't have my own momentum. I walk into the gym. It's like, well, I can't walk out now. I got to finish this workout. Yeah. <laughs> I And it contributes to that positive mental attitude you can have, uh, right, going right. forward in the day. It sets you up in a nice way. It's good to be back together. It is good to be back together, and hopefully some fun uh, shows this week before we're split up again. That's right. uh, We continue the crazy end of the summer that we've had, and hope everyone's enjoying the end of the summer. If this is your last week, uh, thanks for enjoying it with us. Beamaz and Beamer on WBEN.
All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.